Voice of Fintech. Welcome to Voice of Fintech, a podcast mapping out the Swiss and global fintech scene, connecting fintech enthusiasts with startups, incubators, accelerators, business angels and VCs, and incumbents interested in partnerships. Voice of Fintech will help you navigate the fintech ecosystem. Here you can listen to the startup founder stories, what investors and incumbents are looking for when dealing with startups, and find out more about resources provided by incubators and accelerators. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we're joined by Chief Digital Officer of Boise Stuttgart, Uli. And we're going to find out more about what they are doing in Stuttgart in terms of digital assets, tokenization, or blockchain, their partnership in this space, all kinds of things around innovation. And so I'm curious to find out more. So how are you today, Uli? Hey, thank you very much, Rudy, for having me. I'm perfectly fine. Thank you. I hope yourself as well. Yeah, good to hear. So can you tell us a little bit more about Börse Stuttgart? I've been to Stuttgart. I like it. A lot of hills and the forest. So I always had a good time, but it's not always the the obvious choice for financial centers. So tell us more about your company. Yeah, uh, certainly. Yeah, Stuttgart is a little bit like a hidden champion. In in some uh, sectors, we are actually pretty far advanced. And the big advantage of Stuttgart is like having everything and not particularly one thing. So I think that uh, that's also the fact why probably nobody would expect to have one of the largest exchanges across Europe in Stuttgart. But Börse Stuttgart itself has a quite interesting history. It's one of the oldest exchanges in Germany, more than 160 uh, year old of tradition and history in the exchange sector and about 25 years ago reinvented itself into the focus of derivative products, very entrepreneurial back then with a clear focus on retail investment products. So structured derivatives uh, that are mainly traded by retailers, enabling retailers to act uh, similarly to institutional investors. And with this particular focus, Börse Stuttgart managed, so to say, to escape this regional stock exchange bias that we have in Germany and actually grew to one of the uh, 10 largest exchanges across Europe. And now this, let's say, the uh, entrepreneurial and innovative spirit is something that actually uh, has been continuing ever since then. And a couple of years ago, in 2017, We designed the digital strategy of the group to focus clearly on blockchain uh, and DLT-related technology and blockchain and DLT-related business cases. And this is where the journey, so to say, in the digital world started for us. So you're hinting at what I wanted to ask next, which is what's your competitive edge or what's your competitive advantage versus the other exchanges in the region or, you know, in Europe? Yeah, I think Börse Stuttgart itself, as I mentioned before, has this very innovative drive to always be ahead of things and trying to dig into topics and relevant cases that uh, come up in the industry a little bit before the mainstream is picking it up. And as I mentioned before, in 2017, 
together with the CEO, I designed the digital strategy of the group, focusing very much on how can we bring cryptocurrencies to the mass market to make them tradable on a mass market scale. And on the same time, obviously, also back then, when it started to focus more on where does the financial industry develop to when it comes to the future of finance regarding digital assets? So the tokenization of assets, security tokens, back then it was also a lot of utility token projects, ICOs. This is what we were looking into already quite early in 2017. And then we decided that this certainly will be changing the future of financing and investing on a retail, but also on an institutional level in the future. And we decided to create a complete digital asset ecosystem exactly for that reason, to have everything in place from the issuance of tokens to various trading facilities and options, and also obviously then the custody of these assets. And this is where I think Börse Stuttgart as a traditional regulated financial institution with various licenses that we have in our group has quite some edge over other industry participants that maybe started later or started in a more hesitant way to look at these developments. And now just looking at how crypto is, is booming over the last two years, we certainly know that we did the right thing. Everybody's interested also in crypto now. The big institutional financial players go into that space and we're there now serving their needs. Great. Understand now that you are at the forefront of innovation, the current trends and things like this. Obviously, often that actually begs the question, uh, do you build everything in-house or do you outsource stuff to startups or fintechs? So what's your approach towards uh, working with uh, startups in terms of, say, partnerships or building stuff together or investing? Yeah, so when it comes to partnerships and investing, the, the approach is quite, let's say, to the particular case pointed. So we basically do everything that fits our strategic needs to reach our strategic needs. When we started in 2017, actually, we started with an acquisition. This is also where I entered, so to say, my career here at the Börse Stuttgart Group level. I had a fintech company myself that was bought by Börse Stuttgart in 2017 that particularly oh. focused on on these strategic initiatives that Börse Stuttgart identified as interesting. We came from the data analytics, predictive data analytics space connected with the cryptocurrencies back then. And this was, so to say, the, the start of everything when Börse Stuttgart acquired uh, my company. And then we built together this ecosystem with a quite hybrid approach, either by mm, partnering with companies or by uh, purchasing companies or by just developing a crucial strategic things on our own where we think or where we thought it would be crucial to have this knowledge, uh, particularly in some fields on the DLT space, like the custody, to understand how this goes. Coming from a traditional regulated financial background, as uh, Börse Stuttgart is, it is very crucial for the company to understand how new technology works and what are the risks associated with, for instance, particularly the custody of, of crypto or digital assets? And here we followed 
as I said, different approaches from buying or investing into companies to partnering or to build it on our own. So it was a quite hybrid uh, approach across all different levels. But at the end, the main need for us, no matter what we do, it needs to fit our strategic purpose. So what we do not do is that we act like a venture fund and have a particularly venture goals, for instance, DLT related companies, and then we would invest in any kind of DLT company. No, that's not the case. The case is actually that it needs to go along the strategic initiatives of our group level. All right. So I saw on your LinkedIn profile that you're managing director of digital ventures, but we also talked about it before we started recording that you actually wear many hats, right? As you said, you're a chief digital officer and you represent several entities in, in the group. So can you explain how that works and what is behind the words? If you said digital ventures, you started talking about that you are looking at strategic investments, right? Whether that's probably control or even minority I think that probably has to be aligned with your strategy. But what else is part of your mandate or your portfolio at the group? Yeah, as you said, the main title that I have here at Börse Stuttgart Group is Chief Digital Officer. So to say, the responsible person for the complete digital initiatives of the group. And it includes several managing director positions. One is of Börse Stuttgart Digital Ventures that acts as a, a holding company, a financial holding company of other companies that uh, are going according or in line with our strategic engagements on the digital side, which is uh, Sovalabs on one instance and Blocknox on the other instance. Sovalabs is the company that is responsible and that designed uh, the Bison app. That is a crypto trading brokerage app that we launched in 2019, now available across Europe. And Blocknox is the entity, it's the, the custody, the regulated custody company that does provide custody of digital assets and cryptocurrencies for institutional and retailers as for instance all the users of the bison app and then there is also another entity which is a versus stuttgart digital exchange which is a separate entity here i'm not managing a director but obviously closely related to the digital initiatives this is an mtf trading venue for cryptocurrencies that we started also in 2019 and we are working with partners like axel springer and sbi group of japan here, they are partnering and investors here actually in this MTF. We had the CEO and CEO of SBI Holdings on this podcast earlier. Maybe let's double down on this and, and talk about also the startups where you invested, if it's a minority or not, or other partnerships, any sort of success stories that you would like to brag about? I think one of the biggest success stories so far is the investment into Sovalabs that has built the Bison app together with Börse Stuttgart Group, obviously, which now has roughly after two years, almost 400,000 active users and is contributing already a significant share to the group portfolio when it comes to revenue. 
And obviously, another success story is the creation and uh, the co-investment into Börse Stuttgart Digital Exchange uh, that I just mentioned together with Ak and SBI Group of Japan. Here, the idea is in total of our digital strategy to provide this uh, digital asset ecosystem where Börse Stuttgart Digital Exchange acts as the main MTF secondary market in the middle, while Bison App is a broker app that basically creates trading flow that is then uh, being used also for sending the flow to our MTF, obviously, but also to other exchanges that we are connected to. So yeah, I think these uh, two particular companies are really thriving then obviously the uh, success of block Knox is quite significant as well as the as the custody provider of these companies and in general yeah uh, we're pretty happy with our portfolio but as i mentioned before it's not that we do a lot of investments we do not act as a fund so to say that of course yeah all right so that's great and i always like to stretch the word fintech as much as possible so that people don't think this is just another payment app or a p2p lending platform it can be so many things that are related to finance technology and other industries so uh, I just would like to know a little bit more about that that partnership with Axel Springer because it's a media company in Germany. What is it about, really? What's their angle, and what is your angle in that in that partnership? So, actually, across our portfolio, we are coming from a the, the background of Börse Stuttgart is an exchange very much focused, as I mentioned before, on the needs of retail investors. We focused 20, 25 years ago on products that would enable retail investors to act on a similar level like institutional uh, investors having short possibilities to, to, to short assets by certificates or by warrants. And similarly, the focus on cryptocurrencies and the focus on bringing cryptocurrencies to the mass market is supported by a partner like Axel Springer that obviously as a huge, the largest media house across Europe, they do have access to a lot of retailers. That's where naturally comes the, the logic with this partner. So you also mentioned the word ecosystem, which I'd like to hear about more. How do you cooperate with the partners in the ecosystem? And apart from let's say, strategic partners like SBI or Axel Springer, who else are you working with? Is it also the incubators and accelerators and all other initiatives like this? Or you are a bit more skeptical on this? Who are your main partners in the ecosystem? What we do across uh, the complete uh, digital asset ecosystem is to selectively look at partners that have similar interests and have the similar approach of where uh, the financial industry is going to. And uh, this was also the idea when we partnered up with SBI Group of Japan, as we found they have very a very similar vision of how financing and investing will look in the future due to digital assets. But also, apart from these large players, we do partner with smaller startup companies where we just have regular partnership agreements and we support their engagements. Some of them are in the field of tokenization when it, for instance, comes to the tokenization of sport teams or individual sport players like soccer players. This is where we have partnerships with two entities in Germany. 
But then we also uh, had or have partnerships with, again, very large corporations, not so much in the field of hardcore financing or investing. It's rather uh, one step uh, before that, making new ways of investable goods. Here we partnered uh, with Daimler and with Bosch, two very large German corporates. And the idea was to deliver an ecosystem for uh, making machine capacity tradable on the blockchain. And yeah, so we, we did proof of concepts there. We actually did a patent together with these uh, two companies on the creation of these tradable tokens then, yeah. Oh, wow. So very innovative and original. So I like to hear that. Uh, that's great. Now, we, we talked about the success stories and things like this. Sometimes things don't necessarily go as planned. So would you also have some advice or lessons learned to, let's say, startups or other strategic partners when they approach you? How could that be done better at the outset? What is it that you would like to see so that you can get involved in a partnership or investment? Yeah, so for I think for uh, each individual investor, it's really important to see some kind of proof of concept that the having brilliant ideas is the first important step on creating something new. But it's a uh, quite a, a journey or <laughs> quite a step forward if you have an idea and actually make that idea executable. And the step from the idea to execution is immense. You need to, particularly in the financial domain, you need to look at so many different things also when it comes to regulation and what you can really set up. Just from the digital or the DLT uh, technology itself, so many things are possible. But I like to compare this with uh, driving your car that probably goes over 100 or 150 or even 200 kilometers per hour. You can drive your car in the city with about 180 at some places in the city obviously the car technically or technologically is capable of doing so but you're not allowed to do it so here comes the tricky question of what you can really do with the technology in what kind of circumstances and in what kind of environments and uh, that's for an investor the important thing is not only to have this idea but is it executionable is there a proof of concept are there already is there a product out and do you also have then if you have the proof of concept ready do you have proof of retention are people staying with the product is it interesting is it growing these are things obviously that every investor is looking uh, at and also we are looking at these things before we we make up our minds and and make some decisions yeah so great understood understood so let's talk about markets as well in a way digital assets you mentioned before so what are your what are the sectors or use cases that you're most excited about that you think are the most promising in the near future Obviously, the ones you've already covered and you invested it in, but maybe there are other ones that are on your horizon. Yeah, so I will be very 
open, very frank here. Honestly, I expected the whole industry to be picking up on the tokenization of assets much quicker than I anticipated. When we started in uh, 2017, we originally started with cryptocurrencies, but with the clear goal and focus to have an investment ecosystem and the complete platform, so to say, ready for securitized tokens or for security tokens. But here across Europe or having your business models related to the regulation in Europe, it's quite tricky and intense to to set up your business models there. And we could see this from the tokenization activities, particularly in Germany. I think it's picking up with a much lower speed or smaller speed than uh, a lot of participants anticipated. While in other parts of the world, like for instance, Asia, tokenization is moving much faster. What we uh, see here and what we have in the news, particularly uh, over the last month, is the non-fungible token activities that are quite interesting. And then obviously now the interesting part kicks in, how can you make these non-fungible tokens, so to say, exchangeable and tradable? Having, for instance, art or luxury cars as, as tokens available, that's one thing. But obviously the the music starts playing when it actually comes into exchanging these goods. And uh, here I'm very excited and curious how long it will take in Europe uh, also from having this suit of regulation that we need to be able to have appropriate secondary markets for these type of assets. Yeah. And, and this is what, what I think will be coming up next within the next 12 to uh, 24 months. Right now, I think non-fungible tokens are, are super interesting. As it, when I was a kid, we exchanged and liked to play with these panini cards with the soccer players or whatever that, that was on these cards, koala bears. And now the the movement is more into collecting digital virtual items and exchanging them these virtual items. This, by the way, also is a super interesting thing if you think about the gaming industry and particular games and the assets that you have in the games and making these assets tradable. This, this is something that, that will be probably a trillion dollar market in the future as it is already now, but it's not yet into this token space so much. But I'm sure this will come. Yeah, I've seen this for basketball yeah. in in the US. You you can see the NBA digital assets of digital or tokenization of the moments in the game. Quite uh, interesting. But uh, we are in the 21st century, so everything is possible. But primary market is good. But if if you don't have secondary market, then it's not going to last uh, much longer. I would have thought. So understood on the secondary markets need now. My next couple of questions before we wrap up are quite easy. I, I've been asking guests for the last few months, what is their favorite nonfiction business, you know, or business book or documentary that you think that was useful for you and you would recommend to others? A book that I particularly liked was The Trillion Dollar Coach. Here, I think it's very inspiring on the part of the leadership, how this is brought out. So if you would have a little bit of leisure time and wanted to read a book, I would recommend The Trillion Dollar Coach. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, it's on my to-do list for a while. So now you tipped me over to the other side and to put it into the basket. All right, great to hear. And my last question, therefore, is where do interested parties reach you, find out more about you and 
what kind of people would be the most relevant for you? Yeah, I'm pretty transparently to be found if you just google me but also on linkedin i'm there you can just reach out via linkedin and then we can start the conversation there and then take it to some other mediums and everybody can reach me i'm totally open to new ideas new ventures new projects particularly in the space of digital assets and uh, and crypto or if you're in the custody service staking baking all these kind of things that are uh, relevant in the crypto market, but also then if you think you're several steps ahead in designing uh, new trade trading venues on, on decentralized exchanges or DeFi, this is all things that are highly interesting for us, and I'm happy to yeah to have a conversation and start a conversation there. Great stuff, thank you, Uli, and good luck to Börse Stuttgart. Thank you very much, Rudi. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Voice of Fintech podcast. If you haven't already, check out also voiceoffintech.com, where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast. You can also subscribe to Voice of Fintech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast app that you like. If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests, or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at Happy to hear from you. Thank you.